0: his moist nose still waiting then hung up with an exclamation of disgust no answer nobody there to wear it or the bloody things on a blink again take your pick i'd rather see harold stutley the guard heaved another lugubrious sigh right you are then follow me gerald followed starting to feel a little dyspeptic himself Honestly, these people, what kind of a business were they running? Security phones that didn't work, essential paperwork that wasn't completed? Didn't they realize they were playing with fire? Even the plainest third grade staff was capable of inflicting damage if it wasn't handled carefully in the production phase. Complacency that was the trouble. Clearly, Harold Stutley had let the prestige and success of his family's world famous business go to his head. "'Just because every wizard who was any wizard and could afford the exorbitant price-tag "'wouldn't be caught dead without his Stutley staff, patented, copyrighted, and limited edition, "'as part of his sartorial ensemble, was no excuse to let safety standards slide.' "'Bloody hell!' he thought, mildly appalled. "'Somebody save me. I'm thinking like a civil servant.' The unenthusiastic security guard was leading him down a tree-lined driveway towards a distant high brick wall with a red door in it. The door's paint was cracked and peeling. Above and behind the wall could be seen the slate-gray factory roof, with its chimney-stacks belching pale puce smoke. A flock of pigeons wheeling through the blue sky plunged into the coloured effluvium and abruptly turned bright green. "'Damn!' Obviously Stutley's thaumaturgical filtering system was on the blink. Code violation number two. The unharmed birds flapped away, fading back to white, even as he watched, but that wasn't the point. All thaumaturgical by-products were subject to strict legislation. Temporary colour changes were one thing, but what if the next violation resulted in a temporal dislocation? Or a quantifiable matter redistribution? Or worse— There'd be hell to pay, people might get hurt. What was Stutley's playing at? Even as he wondered, he felt a shiver like the touch of a thousand spider feet skitter across his skin. The mellow morning was suddenly charged with menace, strobed with shadows. Did you feel that? He asked the guard. They don't pay me to feel things, sir. The guard replied over his shoulder. A sense of unease, like a tiny butterfly fluttered in the pit of Gerald's stomach. He glanced up, but the sky was still blue, and the sun was still shining, and the birds continued to warble in the trees. "'No, of course they don't,' he replied, and shook his head. It was nothing, just his stupid, overactive imagination getting out of hand again. If he could, he'd have it surgically removed.' It certainly hadn't done him any favours to date. He glanced in passing at the nearest tree with its burden of trilling birds, but he couldn't see Reg amongst them. Of course he wouldn't, not if she didn't want to be seen. After yesterday morning's lively discussion about his apparent lack of ambition, she'd taken herself off in a huff of ruffled feathers and a cloud of curses, and he hadn't laid eyes on her since. Not that he was worried— This wasn't the first hissy-fit she'd thrown, and it wouldn't be the last. She'd come back when it suited her. She always did. She just liked to make him squirm. Well, he wasn't going to. Not this time. No, nor apologise either. For once in her ensorcelled life she was going to admit to being wrong, and that was that. He wasn't unambitious. He just knew his limitations. Three paces ahead of him the guard stopped at the red door, unhooked a large brass key-ring from his belt, and fished through its assortment of keys. Finding the one he wanted, he stuck it into the lock, jiggled, swore, kicked the door twice, and turned the handle. "'There you are, sir,' he said, pushing the door wide open, then standing back. "'I'll let you find your own way round, if it's all the same to you. Can't leave my booth unattended for too long.' Somebody important might turn up. He smiled, revealing tobacco-yellow teeth. Gerald looked at him. Indeed. I'll be sure to mention your enthusiasm in my official report.